Hello everyone, how are you? This is Omar Jarala. I hope you guys are doing good. I hate when this shit happens every time. Alright everybody, how are you? How is everything? I'm glad you're here today. Okay, today what we're going to start, there's a lot of things to unpack, a lot of crazy things going on. A lot of blaming on the other guy with the Afghanistan uh, situation. Uh, as you notice, the media, the media is somehow creating this big situation out of nothing with people. They're running down the airport. Listen, people are trying to get to America. The majority of those people that probably didn't even help the United States. Just people, they're going to take the opportunity to get on a plane, get to Guam, and start a new life. People want to, you know, everybody wants to come to America. And this is an opportunity. You saw those people? They actually held on to the plane. On the outside, a C-110, I don't know, I don't know what kind of, you know, the cargo uh, plane, and they fell off the sky. So it gives you an idea of what's going on over here. So everybody is blaming Joe Biden for the situation. Yes, it could have been done a little better, a little cleaner. We had a lot of leverage. We still had some troops there, 2,500. We should have announced when we were going to leave until we had a lot of people out. The visas were late. Everybody was talking about it. I used to watch the Meadow Show, CNN, all that. They all complained that some people have been waiting six years to get their visa cleared up. These are people who helped our troops, translation, informants, whatever you want to call them. They still help our troops, and they probably saved a lot of lives. So we need to save their lives. But what I don't like is the way the media is going at it, they're trying to create a situation. You have that lady on CNN, I don't know what her name, sometimes she's wearing the the the, uh, the religious uh, cloth of the Afghanistani women, and she's walking around the street as to incite the Taliban fighters. These are people, they're not trained in anything, they're not even civil. So they are trying to create a situation where an explosion will happen, and Taliban will kill 10 people. They say, look, see what they're doing? You see what Taliban is doing? Listen, we lost the war. We lost the war. There's nothing, no, we, there's no if about it. We cannot stay here and lie to ourselves. We lost the war. We've been there 20 years. Some people that fought in 2002, I think it was, right, have left the army of the armed service of the United States, and their kids are fighting the same battle they started because they turned 18. So we cannot win in Afghanistan. We created the the, the the department in Afghanistan is our creation, the United States. If you don't know the history, you should go back to 1979 when uh, the, the, the Soviet Union, the former communist uh, superpower in the Cold War era during Ronald Reagan, all that, you know, the, the days of the nuclear scare, nuclear war, whatever that stuff was, invaded. Afghanistan to help their ally. I think the president was killed by the prime minister, whatever, you know, all this crazy soap opera shit was going on in, in, in Afghanistan. <laughs> when they invaded, the United States saw this as an opportunity to create a holy war against the atheist, uh, the godless, uh, Marxist, communist Soviet Union. So what they did is they called on Saudi Arabia and all the Muslim countries over there and they said, we need to create a situation, we need a holy war against the Soviet Union. What they did was, they went to the mosques, and to the schools, and they radicalized all these kids, Arab kids, 
in the mosque. So you got to go there, you have to die. And he used to have these short videos that uh, the fighters, when they die, their blood smells like perfume. And I there was an office here in New York, in Brooklyn, New York. It was a storefront. It was uh, it was to, rec to recruit American Muslims, American citizen Arabs or Muslims to go and fight Afghanistan. So we recognized a whole uh, a whole generation. We gave them weapons. We trained them. They fought the Soviet Union. There were te tens uh, tens of thousands. They went to, the, to 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 Afghanistan and they fought the Russian. And we dismantled. And they I said we they they dismantled and, and they bankrupted the Soviet Union and it collapsed in 1989. So what do we do? We wash our hands and we go home. But there's a problem. You have all these young people running around in Afghanistan. Thinking they just defeated the godless, the greatest, the great Satan, or whatever you call it, the Russian, uh, the Soviet Union, and but they can't go back home because their governments don't want them because they're scared of them because they uh, they're radicalized. You know, they 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 know how to make bombs, they know how to fight. They have once you teach these people how to fight or how to make war, they become dangerous to corrupt government or the entities. They don't want them back. So they were running around in the Soviet Union like a, what do you call it, like a headless rooster. Yeah, and then when, uh, when the United States, when we left the, the Afghanistan, all these groups that we were uh, supporting and financing uh, started fighting each other for power. Group A, group B, group, B, group C, group D, they all fight them for years, for, I think from 1989 to 1996. Then there was a student uh, organization called the Taliban in, 19, in Kandahar, started by a name guy, I think was, his name was Mullah Omar or something like that, or Twitter name. So uh, they started this uh, student, they, you know, they were studying in Kandahar. So what happened is, look how they became, uh, 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 how they gained their, their fame and, and their reputation. A woman was raped because there was, there was no law and order. There was a, a woman who was raped, I think, in Kandahar by a certain group of criminals, and everybody was scared to say anything. Excuse my telephone. So uh, these guys who were called the Taliban, these students, went there, grabbed these people out, brought them out, and executed them in front of the people. And after that, they gained this reputation. And they, they, were, they were founded in 1994. By 1996, they took over all of Afghanistan, or 90% of Afghanistan. But remember, we still had the problem with the Arabs there, or the uh, or the, the young Muslims from all over the world. They can't go back home. It's like they're stuck in an island. They are war trains, and they are being fed still every day. We are the greatest in the heaven. We will create the the great Islamic uh, Khalifa in the world. Whoa, 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 until the end. Then what happened? They came. Uh, they started. With the The problem with them is it was in 1990 when uh, Iraq invaded Kuwait, uh, and the United States sent the uh, troops and they uh, to the uh, to the Arab Peninsula, and they the, those Mujahideen led by Osama bin Laden, who he supported, thought that it was uncalled for that they had to leave the the peninsula, or they're going to have to expel them. So the issue started right there. And then it built and built and built up until we came to 9-11. Now, in 9-11, it was a, a, a day uh, a, 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 of sadness and, and scary. I can remember that day. It was 8 o'clock in the morning. I think it was a Tuesday. 
took my kids to school. As I was coming back, uh, I started hearing reports, you know. Uh, there's a, a plane crash. Uh, we didn't know. Then we thought it was an accident. Then the second one, we knew it was an accident. I ran back to school and got my daughters back. Of course, you know, my daughters, they wear the hijab. So I, I said, I, I didn't know that time, even though it was done then. But I just said, let me just take a precaution and take her home for some idiot attacks my daughters while they're in school. Now, the situation is we were attacked on Tuesday. By Friday, we were ready. Congress already uh, voted to give full authority to George W. Bush and that gang of thieves of the, the they, it's called chicken hawks, led by Dick Cheney, um, uh, Rumsfeld, Wolfs, uh, Pearl, a lot of these guys who are uh, uh, war uh, mongers within the Republican administration. So we said, okay, um, we could have, we, we didn't have to go to, to Afghanistan. We didn't need to go because we could have fought uh, the war in a smart way. We, we were chasing a group of bandits, right? So we didn't have to declare a war on a country that has been historically the graveyard of all the empires. This is true. Alexander the Great got defeated over there, and they ran right out. The British got defeated. They ran right out. The Russian cost them all their power and prestige and broke the Soviet Union. And here we are 20 years in there, and we could have said another 20 years, they will never have defeated them because these people, all they know is war. From day one, they're born to war, and that's all they know. I'll give you an for example. I'm going to go back to the, to the to explain to you what happened is when they were negotiating with uh, uh, the, the U.S. delegation in Doha, when Trump sent them to, to negotiate with the Taliban, you know what they told us? They said, you have the watches, but we have the time. Remember that song? Time is on my, time is on my side. That's what the, the Taliban was. You had this uh, bandits running around with the uh, stable, what is it called? Sandals. They didn't even have shoes on their boots, and they were running, and they get and they fought us. They were, they, they they fought and they fought, they fought because they were they were amb- they had an ambition. They want their country back, and they they think it was stolen from them by this group we are propping up. Anyway, let's go back. So we attack after nine eleven. We attack the uh, uh, um, we attack Afghanistan. Afghanistan was no country. The Taliban was just a bandit of students. They didn't have no real weapon. So we took this alliance called the Northern Alliance with this criminal uh, general's name is Dostum. Now he ran away. This general, you know what he did to the Arab fighters the, uh, and people he caught? He used to put them in, a, in, a, in these trucks, close them, and deprive them of oxygen. And they used to, uh, used to suffocate them. He suffoc- suffocated hundreds of thousands of, of, of these young Arab uh, 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 fighters. Some of them were stuck there. They're not even with Osama Bin Laden, but they had no place to go. It's like being stuck in an island. Instead of uh, fixing the wrong after the 1989 when the Soviet Union was and bring these back, bring that bring back these young people to their country and reestablish them through therapy, through programs, and create the situation and get all that thing with the brainwashing that we did on them, excuse me, and all that stuff. You understand? So uh, this is what it's all about. Yeah, 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 you understand? Excuse my phone that was ringing. So instead of doing that, we just went and we declared war. We we got there. We got the Taliban out of um, out of Kabul, and we and all of a sudden they said Iraq, Iraq. Now 
this is where corruption starts and the thievery and people trying to steal the wealth of another nation. Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. Uh, the uh, Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with terrorism. As a matter of fact, he was against it. <laughs> Iraq before 1990 and after 1990 was a, it's a complex country made of a lot of uh, uh, moving parts. <laughs> but they always need a strong leader to keep it together like Saddam Hussein. Because you have the Shiite, you have the Sunnis, you have the Kurds, you got the Yazidis. And you have to have a strong central government and a strong Powerful man to hold these groups together. If not, they go crazy, and that's what happened. You saw what happened with ISIS and all that, with Iran, and all this crazy stuff. So instead of fighting the war in, in Afghanistan, we spread ourselves to Iraq, and then we had that debacle, and we were embarrassed. Thousands of young of our soldiers died because they didn't even have the right equipment. You had these companies like Dick Cheney, Halberton, all these, and you had these uh, Blackwater. It's all about money. It's all about money. Don't believe that. We are the biggest terrorists in the world. Not our country, but the people that we deal with. Blackwater could be a terrorist organization. It's led by a guy named Eric Prince. They get money, and they started killing the Iraqis. There was 150,000 of them inside this country. What's the difference between Osama bin Laden and Eric Prince? It's the same thing. He has, he has no mandate to be in another country and to enforce uh, laws and to enforce his wars on the Iraqi people. So let's go back to our problem. Then we were throwing all these billions and billions of dollars to the military uh, industrial complex. They were making all this money with the weapons and they were giving it to uh, these weapons to the so-called Afghanistan army. The problem with Afghanistan, there was a lot of corruption. On paper, they have 300,000 fighters. On paper. But the problem is, these are in third world country, I have, a, I have experience with that because I have knowledge of the, of, the, of the Middle East. Some of these soldiers are called phantom soldiers. What they do is the brigadiers or the generals who are in charge of these battalions, whatever you want to call them. I'm not a military guy. What they usually do, they have a list. Let's say they have 5,000 fighters, they have a list of 15,000. Why? There's no, the other 10,000, they don't exist, but so they could take their salary for themselves. So we were giving all this money to the Afghanistani military, the uh, government, and they were giving this money to the corrupt uh, leaders or generals or provisional, uh, provisional governors, whatever you want to call them, and they were keeping their money in their pockets. There was no army. There was no 300,000 Afghanistan army. There was no nothing. It was probably a couple, maybe 20,000, 30,000. The problem is we're such idiots. I think we know about it. I mean, if we're spying on the whole world, we didn't know where these 300,000 were. All you had to do was just visit a camp. Oh, you have 20,000 fighters? Yeah, can, can we go see them? Let me see the names. Where are they? Let me see them. If not, then, you, then you could. But the problem is everybody was in the gravy. Everybody's making money. Our side was corrupt because that money was coming through organizations that facilitate the the disturbance the, the disturbance of this money, they keep about ten percent. You know, everybody greases each other. Everybody knows. And so, let's say uh, a billion dollars is going to Afghanistan. Maybe twenty percent will be will disappear here in the United States. Another twenty cent twenty percent of that money will disappear as it gets to, uh, to Afghanistan. Then another forty percent disappears. All the crooked and, and corrupt leaders, and maybe ten percent of that goes to the actual projects that we're doing there, because we have nothing to show. We were spending 
$300 million a day in Afghanistan. $300 million a day and $2 trillion. Okay, now we, now we are out of uh, Afghanistan. Is next year military budget going to go down or is it going to go up? How about we take this $300 million and we build small houses for, for the homeless? If you go to California, they have something called Skid Row, whatever. There's 80,000, 90,000 people living drug addicted in these uh, encampments. We could take an area and build these uh, small uh, homes, like a bathroom and a room or two rooms, a bathroom or three rooms, and give it to the homeless with this $300 million and give them services, psychiatrists, and help them get off the drugs and all that stuff. That's $300 million a day. The problem with us is, excuse me, I'm probably jumping from play. The problem with us, the United States government is, it's like the the, the, the head of the household, the father, who, who uh, who's in charge of the family, us. But uh, once he has some money, he'll go gamble, he'll go to the strip clubs, he'll, he'll give his friends, he'll buy beer to all his friends. But once he gets to his house, God forbid one of his kids asks for a book. Oh, it's too much. You know, you know what I'm saying here? We will spend money any place in the world, but in our in our own country, it's very hard to get that money to the people. That $300 million could help a lot of people. Now, to go back to Afghanistan, the media is very dangerous because you have these uh, uh, um, cable stations, like a cable uh, like a Fox MSNBC, CNN, and all these organizations, they need content. It's like YouTubers. Like I'm trying to be a YouTuber. I'm looking for content every day. So they need to create a situation and excite the public. Oh, look what's going on. Oh, create this chaos. Everybody's scared. Look at that. Look what, what Biden did. Biden did the right thing. We had to get the fuck right out of there. We didn't need to be there. We'd rather be embarrassed for 30 days than die for another 20 years. Because our young people were dying. Who are the soldiers of fighting uh, in our military? There are people from rural areas, from the south, from the Midwest, poor white kids or poor black kids who probably uh, signed up for the army to get a college education or just to get out of the neighborhood. They had no place to go. They go to fight. They come back. You know how much uh, veterans, you know how many veterans die a year? When I mean die, they kill themselves. 6,000 about 6,000 American veterans that have came back from Iraq and Afghanistan killed themselves a year. If you times 6,000 by 20 years, that's 100,000, right? That's six to two times. That's almost 120,000 American soldiers who have died from suicide. I'm not talking about the active troops who committed suicides too. This is the problem we have here. We don't need no more wars. We need to take care of our own people, invest in our infrastructure, invest in our young people. We should provide free education, universal uh, health care, because uh, a, a healthy society is a, it, it produces more. We cannot have uh, people who cannot afford to go to the hospital or go to the doctor. If they get sick, they go to the emergency room. They don't pay, and the, the emergency room charges the government $3,000 for that visit. If they had health care, it would have been only $75 at the doctor's office. Everybody is all about raiding the U.S. Treasury. Every uh, administration comes, they come to raid. Every group that comes, if a Democratic group comes, they come to raid. If the uh, Republicans come, they're more greedy. The Republicans are always more greedy. They start wars, all that. They find ways, they're very creative to get that money out of the Treasury to their pockets. 
Am I talking a lot? Yeah, I am talking a lot today because uh, I don't feel like uh, I'm recording um, uh, with the video and be on YouTube. Uh, by the way, my show is called The Third Rail. I have some uh, videos on YouTube if you want to go visit them and support it. Uh, YouTube is very rough. Uh, you know, every time I make a video, they, they, they send me, it's not suitable, it's not suitable. I made a video about nothing. They said it's not suitable. I appealed and they still said, I said, what the hell are you talking about? I, I played a video of, uh, honestly, you're going to see it. Uh, it's called Saigon, uh, Saigon 2, like, you know, uh, Afghanistan. I played a video of Eisenhower about the, the military complex and about Bob and uh, Barbara Lee, the congresswoman who got, gave the speech and voted against the war. That's it. I told them, well, what's not suitable for people to watch? So I just said, I go back to uh, audio better because you can speak your mind and try to get better at doing it and doing it and doing it again. So in the end, don't believe the media. The media is very corrupt, legacy media. They are scary, the American people, with all this bullshit about the people. People are rushing to the airport to try to get to the United States. The, 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 the Taliban is shooting to the air to try to make... Bring some water. You know, what are you going to do? You already lost the war. What are you going to do? What do you want to do? Start another war? What are we going to do to the Taliban we, if we could not do to them before in the battlefield? What? All oh, the women, they're going to kill the women, uh, the girls. Shut up. Afghanistan has been a country for thousands of years. Let them deal with their own people. Uh, if we want to help them, we could help them through aid or we could hold them... Uh, uh, Responsible with pressure, economic pressure, or political pressure from the outside. We have to take this into consideration what happened to Afghanistan and Iraq. We lost all these wars and we embarrassed, we humiliated as an empire. We should always take this as a lesson never ever to put any boots and any soil in the Middle East of these countries because. Uh, all we do is, is embarrass ourselves, lose money, and, and, and our children get killed, and they get uh, 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 injured, and they get m- mentally damaged for no reason. Anyway, until we meet next time, this is Omar Jarallah. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Bye-bye.